The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. I am your host, Raider Greg. Welcome to the show. I said, damn, so damn close. Ugh, these last few games have been heart rippers. That and more here on show 446. All right, Raider Nation, on today's show, we will have the post-game for Let Me Ride That Donkey, Donkey, Let Me Ride That Donkey, Donkey, Shit, we wanted to ride that donkey out of the Coliseum, unfortunately didn't come down. Then, (laughs) our next story will be where we're at. Well, the Raiders have finished more than a quarter of the season. Look at what we got and where we have to go. Because we're walking through that valley, folks. Trust me, it ain't easy. That and the bone line should wrap it up. The phone lines are blowing up. (laughs) I love it. Let's get to it, shall we? First, this Bronco game started off with a outrageously fabulous freaking barbecue by the bad boys themselves. Kingsford Kirk and crew put it down, baby, and the whole parking lot was rocking. Everybody's tailgate was off the hook. The Broncos were coming to the black hole. My wife, my son was there. It was a great time had by all, and the Raider Nation podcast crew, Daryl, his Daughter shows up without the head. That's it, man. I'm telling you. (laughs) Tell your daughter to bring that freaking head next time. (laughs) It was epically fun, man. It was great to see everybody. And we did get to see Raider Frank. And it is like a great experience. You guys, if you haven't been, you just got to go. So let's get on to the game. Let me ride that donkey, donkey. Well, crap. The good thing is Woodson got two. Count them, two picks off the elder Peyton Manning. I love to see that. It's too bad we couldn't make those picks turn into points. Let's talk about that. The NFL conversation starts now. With Papa and Lund on 95.7 The Game. Roma and Lowe join us every single Tuesday this time, one to two. Tell all your friends you got to tune in. It's a football hour. That's two consecutive weeks. You think that those are winnable football games. They don't. They go to two and three. Let's start with you, Roma. What was just what was your overall impression of the 16-10 loss? Well, you have a tight football game. You can't turn the ball over. Really comes down to that, but I did like the offensive game plan. I think a lot of people were talking about why are they running the ball as much as they are. You know, they knew they had to get rid of the ball quickly when they were going to pass the ball. So they wanted to be in third down 
and manageable situations. And he stuck to that game plan. And I liked it because there were a lot of third and fives, third and sixes throughout the game that are very manageable with a short pass. You can get a first down. And I think that's why we were able to move the chains as well as we did. Besides Jano choke on a fish bone ski this game, um, which was <laughs> what we needed to at least tie this contest for crying out freaking loud. Uh, that's kind of seemed like how the game was going. You know, the Raiders fought the whole freaking way. Defense stood up big time. And the difference, my friends, is Neuron Ball. Neuron showed up also in Chicago. Remember, yes, he, he blitzed he and blitz. got that sack. He also recovered the muff punt. Yeah. Yeah, he's got speed. I mean, you would think he'd be more of an edge guy. But they used him more in the middle, and they did Agab blitz Peyton quite a bit. They they blitzed Malcolm Smith. They blitzed more. They brought more five man pressure in this game than they have all year. So they they are changing their fronts. You got to be impressed with what Ken Norton Jr. is doing there. He's varying things more than we thought he would. Yeah, you know the fact that Lofton is still playing as much as he is because he can't move like Malcolm Smith and Neron. I think Neron Bell is going to get more and more of a role moving forward because he can fly. And he's got some edge quickness. No, he does. shows up to me is coming in so light so you can run right at him. So you got him off the ball so he's not on the ball low. But I think he's got some twitchy edge quickness. I think they got some guys they can play with. Mayoa, you can use him in the front. Mario Edwards Jr. had a hell of a game. He's playing a lot of tackle That's his best game. He's playing a lot of tackle now. Neuron is the difference maker as an outside linebacker in this defense. They moved Malcolm Smith to the middle, and that was the end of our tight end issues against Manning even. Man, the defense was cracking. They were cracking during this game, and it's a good thing to look forward to after this game. But this game, the offense (laughs) was brutally bad. Uh, And I got to say, play calling again. You know, I just can't understand why you're going for a field goal when you should be going for a touchdown. You don't even try to get it in the end zone? That's some bullshit. Musgrave, you must reach down, like I said last game, and grab those things down there. You know what they are. And make it happen, bro. Because the play calling and anemic is like... (laughs) That is a freaking understatement, brother. You might not have the players to make it happen, but you got to try. You got to try for that touchdown and not for the freaking field goal. And I'm sure that's what just wasn't me saying that. Trust me. I didn't like the game plan. I, I thought that when, when I look at football, I say, okay, I understand. Now, I totally agree with Bill Farr's running the ball. You have to run the ball with purpose. If you can't run the ball in the National Football League and you've got to play basketball in the, in the grass on a consistent basis, it's hard to win, especially when you're playing against a la a team like Denver that can pass rush and get after you. You've got to do some type of controlling the ball, running at guys and doing that. But when we I always talk about it, Bill, you know this, well, I do, and so do you, Bob, you think about it. Offense counts as a third, defense. Defense counts as a third, and so do special teams. And let's be honest. If you take those six points, think about it. With seven minutes left, you're down by two, right? You add six points on this thing, you're up by four points, and now Denver is in the offensive. And Peyton Manning, if I told you he was going to throw you two interceptions and keep him under 300 yards passing, 
when you take those odds and win that game, this team has to find a way to win football games. You can't lose these close games. This two weeks in a row. Here's the thing. When everyone's all oh, this is too, they're too young. No, this is where coaches got to step up and say, no, I'm not letting you get it with this, Latavius. I'm not going to let you lose. I'm going to hold you responsible. If I'm pitching the ball to you and it's first down and I pitch the ball, and if you get hit, the guy put his hand on the football, that's a good play, right? But if you fumble it, what is that? That's a lack of detail, attention to detail. That's lack of focus. So what do you do, bench him? Now who you're running? That's yeah, who you, got a blast over and over that's again. That's what they did. Yeah, Taiwan Jones is hurt. I'm all for Murray. You got uh, see. You, I, you know, I agree what with do you. Do? You don't have any brains. Yeah, what are you going to do? You're going to go yell at the kicker, say what the hell? what's going on? Get it through the damn uprights, and then blow his head and his confidence. I totally so agree. I get what you're saying. I think there's a certain amount of that that's got to happen in practice, and you got to be able to execute. But this who is, doesn't make? What team does not make mistakes? Every Low. team make mistakes. They all make them. I, the team I that makes the fewest ones win. But they're self-inflicted yes. wounds. Self-inflicted wounds. If I pitch the ball to a running back yeah. and no one touches you, that is a lack of focus. That's not has nothing he took to his do. eye off the ball because yes. he was running the toss sweep. That was that was the game in Chicago. This one was the hot. But going back to what you were saying, I, I and I hadn't really thought about it, but now that you say it, the Bears game, and I love Bill Musgrave. I think he's really creative and he's doing a lot of motion that I like. But the Raiders became very predictable in Chicago. Where they ran on first down, ran on second down, and then tried to throw on third. It's hard to throw on third in this league. It, yep. it's, that's why they're Same all checking Sunday. down. The whole league is third and eight. They're afraid to drive the ball down the field. Even Eli Manning. I mean, they've all become a short passing game. It's unbelievable. They don't drive it down the field. But so when you get into those, so against Denver, you can't get into third and eight. So, no. But what yeah. they did in this game, where they were predictable, they kept bringing in Khalif Barnes. <laughs> On second down, yep. going to the third tackle, yep. the sixth offensive lineman. And I said on the air, they're doing it every time on second down. And then they're running it. Now, they what they wanted to do was get Vaughn Miller off the field. If you loaded up that heavy side to Miller's side, they got him off the field, which was a great idea. But then Denver hunkered down. They know you're going to run the ball, so you're doing the same thing. To, to avoid the third and eights, you're passing, you're running on first and second down to get the third and four, and you're still not converting it. I think they scored one offensive touchdown. The only thing I would have done different, Greg, is utilize, you know, the quick passes to Amari, you know, when he, when they were they do that motion. Those, yeah, yeah. But, do, but do them on first and second down. Utilize it like a run. Yeah. And that's kind of what though. this back to back plays, Bill. Yeah, no, one I, left I know. And one right, but I, right back to but it. I think you could just keep doing it yeah. until they stop it. Thank goodness for Woodson. If it wasn't for him, Hayden would have been left out like a sheet on the line, waving in the wind. I just don't know when they're going to get. <laughs> I hope he turns around, but I'm not seeing it still. Our run game statistically looked okay, but I just think Murray stands up too tall when he runs. I'm sure it's just me. Former Niner and Raider, and one heck of a uh, multi-back in the NFL, both in the run and the pass. Very happy to welcome Charlie Garner. Does Latavius have the qualities to you to be a feature back? Is it more on Latavius or the offensive line? It's, it's, It's both. I mean, I mean, I believe the guy. I mean, he's a phenomenal looking athlete to me, man. I mean, I don't think there's anything he can't do out there. But at the same time, I just think he just needs to develop some chemistry with the offense as a whole, and 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 with the offensive coordinator as a whole as well. But he stands up. He runs too tall, 
and he gets knocked backwards. He's going to lose some more balls if he keeps running that way. We need a guy that can run and bruise people. They're not afraid to stand in front of Murray. We need to find a running back. Let's get Ray Rice in here, man. What the hell? We got nothing to lose. Put Rice in there. See if he can push his way through that line. Because the lumbling, bumbling Murray, I just don't think is the answer. I like Halu better, especially out of the backfield in a passing situation. But long story short, um, Murray's our guy, I guess, for now. Uh, I just think he runs upright way too much. We're going to lose too many balls, I think, that way. I hope I'm wrong. Some good things came out of this game. One of them was the fans got what they paid for. The Raiders fought all the way to the last doggone minute. I'm loving this team. I'm loving the way it's going. I'm loving the growth I'm seeing. You know, we're not getting victories, but we're getting victories in different ways. I'm thinking, yeah, we all want the W, but it looks good. Our team looks good, and I guarantee you Denver went home thinking, what the hell? DeMarcus Ware, what are you, a collapsed rib cage or something? Oh, his back. I'm sorry, he's going to need surgery. This is the kind of contest we need to play. I said, I said before the show that we need to leave these guiders beaten, battered, and bruised. They were all beaten, battered, and Manning's ego was severely bruised with two interceptions this time. I'll take it all the way to their freaking house. The Raiders are going to give them a game in their contest right there in their own little pony hole right there. And I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to be ever bit as bruising as this game was because that's the kind of team we have. And after this game, even though my heart (laughs) right there in the third deck, I call it the heartbreak ridge because everybody was like, oh man, the interception the flyover with the Jets, you know, the exclamation point with the C-130. It was it was epically horrible, uh, you know. And But, but, may I say, still, I hold great promise for this team, this coaching staff. There's, they're growing, they're learning, and they're improving. Look, Denver, they had three field goals, man. All our offense had to do was be semi-productive, and we had this game. That says about the same thing with the other two contests, man. Uh, We just got uh, done talking about the offensive side, and I don't know if it was more Peyton Manning or if it was more the Raiders' defense, but after giving up 66 points in the first two games, they hold Denver to, without an offensive touchdown, 0 for 3 in the red zone, 43 yards on 18 attempts and 2 of 13 on third downs. Got to the quarterback a little bit, made a couple of adjustments. A ball came in more for for a loft, and you saw some of that middle pressure. Which yeah, they started the with. game that way. Yeah, yep. with that was in Yeah, with five man five man front with yep. neuron ball in there. So that was drastically different. And Jack's done a good job identifying. Hey, he knows he knows Peyton Manning well. This guy was with him for years. He understood. Let's get him off his point. We talked about it all last week. You, Papa, you said, "Hey, look, blitzing from the A gap, Bill." You talked about blitzing from the A gap on that first touchdown, first interception he threw down there to Woodson in the red zone, getting ready to score. They blitzed him right from the middle. The yeah, field Malcolm came, Smith came, came free untouched, right through the middle. Untouched. And Peyton doesn't want to get hit, guys. And what he'll do, he'll throw you one. He'll throw you two. So it just goes to show you, though, if you if you go out and play the defense and do the things you're supposed to do, this defensive can play pretty sound against pretty good teams. You erased the one game, Cincinnati, and we talked about that game. 
couple misplays, couple misreads. Ray Armstrong jump inside on that fourth and one. You take that away. It's still 0-0. He hits Crabtree on that comeback. That's three points that would be on the board. It's a different game. Every single game this year, this team has been competitive. Now, how does this defense and this offense cross the next bridge to win these close games? How? 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 Well, exactly. How, how, what are they going to do? They got to play a complete game. Yeah, they got to play a complete game. But when... You know, what is that going to happen against San Diego in that offense? I don't know, maybe. San Diego's yeah. offensive but line they, is they, the worst offensive line right now. Did you? Did, it was like watching Phillip Rivers. He was like out there preaching to him. Like it was like. But right. the one thing you have with him, Phillip, he can get he's, he can get rid of it. Every he he'll throw it sidearm. He'll throw it. You know, le, you know, off his back foot. He'll throw it anyway, and he'll you know deliver it to the target. Uh, his competitiveness. Off hey, the chart. off the charts. So that game coming up worries me, you know, with what we're going to do on defense. Yeah, I, they, I, they beat San Diego. Think I, so? think, I think you they think can, so? but yeah. it's not like a no, guarantee. I, no, 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 I, I agree with you. It's like we should have beat Chicago, but it, it's when you when you watch the defense and watch guys sometimes take a, you know, take a play to make a mistake, someone's taking a turn on this team. And, you know, we talk about continuity. We talk about how they're going to get over the, the, the hump. It's got to be, you know, this head coach and this defensive staff and the offensive staff collectively got to say, do your job. Just if we guys do our job, we're good. This is a everyone's talking about, oh, it's team's young and it's going to build. I get that. But they're good enough right now to win these games. I don't, I don't want to ever hear again, yes. we're young and we got to learn how to win. <laughs> don't you dare okay. ever okay. let that come out of your mouth. We have a better chance now. We've solved the tight end issue, I believe, with Neuron for sure. And I think <laughs> we're going to have some fun coming up here, folks. Because Kansas City and San Diego better open the hell up because the Raiders are coming to town. And we need some freaking business, man. Charlie, when you look at this team, does it seem like it has enough talent to be a wild card team or to really make some noise? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I truly believe that. I just think it's a matter of uh, guys continue to buy in to, to to everything that that Jack is is, is selling, man. And but but I see it, and, and it's a good thing. I mean, the NFL. I mean, the guys are good, man. We play in a tough conference, man. And but I, at the same time, I feel as though we can compete right now. We have been competing all across the NFL in in, in any division. So I just I, I just feel as though right now we we we're looking real good. We just got to close some games. It's, it's, it's midseason, and you're coming off a bye, like you said, and everybody should be healing up, and, and we should see a lot different team this 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 week coming out. I, I really believe it. The Denver Broncos left here knowing that they got out lucky. They were lucky the Raiders didn't kick their freaking ass. It was just a few mistakes that were made. You know, Derek Carr, he's got to grow into his own, man, and learn when that... <laughs> When that safety pulls to that side, why are you throwing the ball there? It's a timed pass, but you have to know better. When the field starts to change, you have to see the coverage. And, uh, well, it is what it is. And lessons learned. The receiver that screwed the game up uh, didn't play at all last year. He's on the practice squad. He played in a uh, D2 school, West Alabama, and he didn't get the hot. He didn't. However, it was communicated, he didn't get it. So, I mean, uh, how does that happen? 
You know, and, and, and Derek's made some late-game interceptions. Going back to last year's San Diego game at home, he played a magnificent game. At the end, he threw the pick to Verrett. And then, he, you know, he, th- he threw the pick against Baltimore. He came back, overcame it, almost threw one again on the goal line. There was a penalty. He got a reprieve, and he got the game winner. But then he throws the critical error. Should they have throttled down a little bit? I mean, you can say they're, 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 they're not too young, Bill, but... Seth Roberts is the first time he's been in these situations in the NFL, and he made an error. Attention to detail. Bill, we, yeah. you, how many times when we walk out the practice through walkthrough and guys grab button around and not paying attention, like, oh, I got it, coach. I got it. They go through these walkthroughs. Look at last night. You've seen a veteran guy in Malcolm's, Malcolm Floyd run that four route, and Phillip Rivers like, dude, what are you doing? Come flat. Instead, he drifted upfield, yep. and Pittsburgh intercepted the ball and took it to the house, 70 yards. That wasn't a great defensive play. That's because the offense did that. And so when you look at this team, and I don't care if D2, everyone's like, oh, I went to Fresno State, who cares? I'll still whip your butt. It doesn't matter. If you know your job and attention to details, why can't you get that hot right round? You go through, you do it in practice, you go through walkthrough, you go through it all week, and it's attention to details. Those small things are the difference between winning and losing. That's how this team is going to take the next step. It's holding these guys to a more accountability. It's those little things, attention to details, and Papa, you see it so all the how time. So how does he know it's hot? He, he, while he's lining up and he's got a slot corner over him, he's, he supposed, he's supposed to look at the front and see if they're, if they're bringing more than four? And what if they mug out and they don't? The whole thing to me is kind of, I see it too many times where the option routes, the receiver breaks the wrong way. It's like, what the hell happened? How does that happen? He's supposed to look at the front and know they're bringing five from where yeah, he is? You That's know, it? To or me, he, it's like... Or does he get automatic somehow by the quarterback? But guys, I... You, it was hard to see who he was really throwing Seth the football. Roberts, yeah, I, I know. And Amari ran the same shallow cross. They both ran crossing routes. Yeah, you know, but he wasn't even looking. Seth Roberts. Yeah, right. it's like, oh, there's too much stuff going on right there, real close. And, and if tight. you're the hot, you look right away. Yeah, you gotta look but, right but away. So, but how does he know he's the hot? He has and to look it, at the front and see Denver's and, bringing five here. But, That's his job from where he is. But how tight that was as a quarterback. If that guy's not looking. No, it's not like... But you, you got to throw it before he's looking, Bill. That's the whole point of it. They, they throw a lot of balls when he's not breaking. They yet. do a lot of that. That's in the option. A more on, little more on the outside. Yeah. You know, yeah, like a comeback situation. Yeah. You know, they'll do that. But here's, here's how it is. It's simple and hot. I'm lining up as receiver. I see my quarterback. I look inside. That's all the receivers do is look inside. Quarterback points to the mic. If he says 52 is the mic, that just tells the receiver the next guy outside is hot. Because that means they're going to take care of the mic. The line's going to slide to the mic. That any guy's line up of that receiver, if the D corners or the safety's over him, that means that guy is hot. So it's so simple. So if he comes. If, he points at the, yeah, if the yes. quarterback points at the mic, that tells him we're taking care of the mic receiver. That means the guy over you, if he comes, you're hot. It's simple. Guys aren't paying attention to detail. That's a lack of pre- preparing, and that's a lack of attention to detail. That's great insight. Can that not be partly as a young player? Hasn't played at this level very that's much. That's not a good excuse, though, right? Well, I mean, that's why they don't, well, guys have all different acumen. That's it's true. easy to say, but he just, until you trust him. And how many times has he been put in that situation in practice? Those are walkthroughs. Those are there, there, there's a coaching, that's, you know, there's coaching for you right there. He did catch the game winner against Baltimore, but yep. he's made a lot of errors. He's just yep. dropped some balls and made errors. Uh, let's talk to Drew Bennett, of course, uh, Bay Area guy, great uh, former wide receiver with the Titans and the uh, Rams. All right, the play in question, uh, I assume you've seen it, the Derek Carr pick six to uh, Chris Harris Jr., and he uh, he got blitzed, so he threw it like a hot route. So explain 
to the world here because we hear so much about this. And I remember when Carson Palmer was the Raider quarterback with the option routes, a lot of the young Raider wide receivers just didn't read the play. How do you communicate? How does Derek communicate that a hot is needed here? Or is it automatically built in and Seth Roberts should just see Denver's front and they're coming in the A-gap and they're going to blitz and he's the hot, so immediately he's got to look for the ball. How does all that get communicated without actually speaking? I would say unless you're playing with Peyton Manning, that kind, you know, that kind of level where he can change it at the line, 99% of all hot routes are built in. And that stems from the week. I mean, that, that falls a lot on the offensive coordinator and setting up that look and scout team during the week. It looked to me like he was surprised the ball was coming, which to me means he didn't know exactly who the two guys are. And it's not always going to be exactly the same, but you're supposed to replace the blitz as, blitz as a wide receiver, right? So yeah. if those two inside guys come and you have a shallow cross, you're supposed to replace the blitz and look for the ball, even if you have a deep route, even if you have you know a, a crossing route where you usually don't get the ball until you're on the other side of the field. If both those guys vacate and that spot disappears, you know, hey, this is they can only block one. I'm supposed to look for the ball here. And that's the, the most important thing is that you can talk about it all you want in film, but when you get out on the field and you run through it for the first time and you have that kind of responsibility – it just never seems to look like they talk about when you're looking on, on, you know, on a video screen. So it's really important for your offensive coordinator and scout team during the week to have that look several times and from different angles and having different guys blitz so that you know exactly what it feels like in the game. Second of all, would a, would a flyover cause a, 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 an interception like that? Would you get distracted on the field? <laughs> Not one bit. I mean, <clears throat> when you're out there and you think you're going to get your head taken off, you, you don't hear much. In fact, one of the weird things is you don't hear anything when the ball's in the air. Doesn't matter what's going on, how loud it is. When you're concentrating that hard on not getting killed, uh, t- talk about the process of evolving to the NFL as a receiver. And, and, and of course, you played quarterback as well. But Amari Cooper leads the NFL with 311 receiving yards in the first half, and then he's, he's he, he has 75 receiving yards in the second half. So obviously, there's some adjustment being made defensively on Amari Cooper. Are, are you seeing anything that's sticking out? You know, not particularly. I think that cornerbacks especially veteran quarterback uh, cornerbacks it takes a while to get that feel like at the beginning of the game when a guy comes up to press you if you know if you're playing a team that's heavy man-to-man heavy guy in your face just like it does it's more of an advantage for the wide receiver early than it is for the wide receiver late because you can use kind of your your quick steps your hesitation moves you can stem a guy with a certain step wanting him to move and all that's reactionary for the corner so you can really do some of your best work at the beginning of the game when a guy hasn't seen a certain move off of the line of scrimmage. Like if you run a slant a certain way against bump coverage that's really successful, well, the second time you do it, that guy will have seen it. And if he's a veteran guy, he's going to feel you leaning a certain way and know. And I'm sure with as quick as Amari Cooper is, it's taking these guys a second to go up and kind of get adjusted to his releases and his stems and his ability to burst up the field. All of that is – hey, you know what, this guy seems pretty explosive. I'm going to back off a little bit or I'm going to play a little more conservative until they get comfortable coming back out. And part of it is definitely, hey, look, on third downs, you know, we've been doing this coverage against him and he's beating us one-on-one, so why don't we just roll the coverage this way in the second half kind of thing. But a lot of that comes down to the individual matchup as well. And he's also the guy, Drew. I don't know how closely you've watched Raider games, but the opposing defensive coordinators are clearly like the Bears went into it with a plan that he's not going to beat us. We're going to have safety help over the top. And we're going to take away all the short stuff and just play it underneath with the corners. He seems like he's having a little hard time with the physicality of the league. Going to Pac-Man Jones' first game and uh, and Tracy Porter in Chicago. And he's having a little hard time getting off press. How long? I mean, he's a 
a good size guy, but he's not, you know, you were big and strong at 6'5". How long will it take him to pick up the nuances to get off of the physical press man coverage of the NFL? It'll take him this year. You know, it'll take him... It'll take them the full year. I mean, the, the ability to kind of know what you're getting into and then go through an off season and work on the footwork and work on having a guy come and press you in the camps and, and knowing what it's going to take to get better at that spot and just being more comfortable with, with all of that. I mean, obviously you're going to improve every week, but to really get to the point where guys don't want to come up and really try to get their hands on you early will take him through this year and then into next year with an off season and, and all that stuff. But I, I mean, I, it's a great that's a great sign right is that they're focusing on you i I remember the coaches always used to say like you don't want to be the guy at wide receiver that's single covered you know it's like i I got that a lot you know Derek mason on the other side was always double (laughs) triple covered if drew bennett beats us then we just deserve to lose (laughs) so it's it's a good sign it means that he's doing the kind of things and has the tools that people are scared of what what are some of the tricks he will (laughs) learn to help him get off of press coverage i think that a majority of it is the first step for the corner, if you can get him to cross his feet or, you know, who helped me a lot was Isaac Bruce. You know, Isaac Bruce was not a strong guy by any means, but he, by the time he got, you know, to be the wily old vet, he could get a corner to start his step anywhere he wanted him to, to do exactly what he wanted to do. And you see a guy like Amari Cooper that is used to being so much faster and so much bigger that his release when he goes outside on a go route is really wide and he's you know, pointing his shoulders at the sidelines, and that, that takes away, A, from his ability to climb the field fast, and B, it gives the corner a much better angle to cut him off at the sideline, and it takes away from the you know, area to throw the football. Well, when he gets more comfortable and he can keep his shoulders square and get that guy to step inside first and then release tighter on the outside, he'll be, he'll be very dangerous. That's great insight. Great stuff. Hey, Drew, always great catching up with you. Thanks so much for your insights. We appreciate it. Pleasure, guys. Take care. All right, there Thank you, go. you, Drew. But I got great promise for this team. They played hard. They played. They fought hard against these Bronco hoes. And the hoes went home bruised, brothers and sisters. Trust me. And, hey, we didn't get the W. But next time, man, this team is growing. Denver Broncos know the Raiders. They're back, baby. And that is all I have to say about that. <laughs> that is the end. Of the first quarter, the first quarter of football, that is. We're going to look at the Raiders' first quarter of the season, see who we have to play coming up. Well, we got some things to talk about because this is the bye week. I like to move it, move it. I like to move it, move it. I like to move it, move it. You like to move it. I like to move it, move it. I like to move it, move it. I like to move it, move it. You like to move it. Okay, so the first game of the season, which, you know, I don't know if it counts or not. I guess it does. The score was Bengals 33, Raiders 13. We got blown out. It was brutal. We didn't want the same old story to happen. And lo and behold, to our amazement, we beat the Ravens 33-37. to And that was a great game against a tough opponent. Then we traveled to the Browns and won that game 27-20. That was a great, great victory as well because it was an away game and we proved that we could play strong and consistent away. And then here came the Bears. We lose to the Bears 20-22 to 
What a horrible score. <laughs> that just blows me away. Look how close we're losing these games. The Broncos, 16-10. And Jano, choke on a fish. Bonsky uh, did exactly that times two in this crucial contest. Yeah, I'm not going to lose any sleep over it, but it pisses me off as it does you. So there we are in the season. We're fighting. What that says to me is we have a team that's on the edge, ready to fight and take any game at any time. And these these mofos that we're playing, they freaking know it, bro. Trust me. There's no doubt in my mind that the rest of the teams on our schedule are no big time, that this is no pushover Raider team. We got to put our A game out there. They're going to hand it to us. Trust me. That alone is freaking refreshing at the first quarter of the season. Because we have coming up the Chargers in San Diego. A home game for sure. It's going to be crazy good times. I wish I could go. I can't get the time off. Then November 1st, the Jets come to Oakland with the fiercest defense. The real bad boys of the front four. These guys are serious. That's going to be a tough contest. We need our offense to start playing like we know they can. No more horse crap turnovers by quarterback and company. We have to move the ball down the field with confidence and not hang on to a freaking field goal to try to win a game. That's what I'm saying. I'll take it anyways. Then we go to Pittsburgh, the Steel Curtain, where Roethlisberger is probably going to be back. Doesn't matter. We got to play. Then the Vikings come to town. And we're going to see what we can do. We lost to them in preseason, but I do believe we can beat them. Then we travel to the Lions, totally beatable. At the Titans, totally beatable. And then the Kansas City Chiefs come to freaking town. Epic contest. If you could put your ass in a seat for the December 6th game, be there. Because it's going to be fun. Then the Raiders travel to mile, I got to get high to sit down in that place where they go and face the Denver Bronco hose, and I hope they slap 54 on them again. That would be fun. I just love, I want them to get a win. I know they can. Toughest team so far, I think, the Green Bay Packers come into Oakland. We're going to have to handle our business and not be throttled by Aaron Rodgers, the prototypical, I believe, best quarterback in football, not Thomas B., even though he thinks so. That's some bullshit. Faux show. Then San Diego comes to town, last game of the season, at Kansas City. So it's going to be cold, going to be frigid, but we got to win that game too. There's no reason that the Raiders can't have a winning season or at least an 8-8 eight and eight season. And that's what I'm saying, and that's what I'm believing. And that is all I have to say about that. All right, it's time for the bone line. 1-800-620-7181. 1-800-620-7181. You, are, you guys are not shy about hitting this line, and I'm glad because this is the best damn part of the show. All right, who's up first? Okay, here he is. The Rocky Mountain Raider. <laughs> I like this call. What's up? Raider Greg, Raider Andy, it's the Rocky Mountain Raider. 
out here behind enemy lines in Denver, Colorado. So let me get this straight. The Broncos are going to run for less than 50 yards. They're not going to score a touchdown on offense. Manning's going to throw two picks, and you're still going to lose the fucking game. Fucking Janikowski, cut that fat fuck. I'm out. Oh, you mean Jano choke on a fish bonesky? Well, that's this game. But, you know, then you have to look at how many he makes in critical situations. This game was a faluke as far as that goes, unless he starts doing it often. And then, of course, we will have to slice the Polish cannon. And that is all I have to say about that. (laughs) Unfortunately, he didn't have it. And our offense was pretty anemic anyways, brother. You have to admit that. And our next caller is the South Central Raider. What's happening, my friend? Raider Randy. Raider Greg. Raider Nation. What's happening, folks? This is South Central Raider. Um, just got through watching the game. And I just wanted to say that, hey, I enjoyed this game to start off. I was yelling at my damn TV screen. Um, <laughs> damn near horse. Uh, this is one of the best football games against the Broncos that I enjoy, besides being blown the hell out like we usually do. You know, and we gave Manning a run for his damn money, even though we lost. It's 10 to 16. All righty. Uh, first of all, I wanted to start with the positives. Um, I heard the announcer mention that it's been 197 consecutive games that the Denver Broncos have scored a touchdown offensively. 197 consecutive games. If y'all notice, we shut that down. We broke that record because Peyton Manning couldn't score a touchdown at all. None, none of their uh, offense. We shut their asses down like a going-out-of-business sale. You know what I'm saying? We held them three points, three points, three points. That's all they, they, they've, they've gotten on, on our defense. That's it. Shut them down. I love that. I love it. That lets me know that, hell, we are doing something way different. It also lets me know that this is a new era of the Raiders. You know, and Jack at the helm is doing something, you know, on a positive note. Now let's flip the coin and get on to the negative. Derek Carr cost us the game. I'm I'm sorry. That's the way I see it, watching the game. He cost us the game. That cross route for the pick six, uh uh-uh, that was done. That reminds me of the Baltimore Ravens and the Denver Broncos week one game. I just knew the Ravens was going to win. But who won? The Broncos. The defense did all the work. All the work. Two pick sixes. And, and the offense, all they did was, uh, what was that? Uh, so two field goals. They made it 19-13 on week one of, of Ravens and Broncos. That's what, to me, it reminds me of that. That's what just happened today with Raider football. Defense on the Broncos won the damn game, made it 10 to 16. Now, don't give, and another thing I'm going to point out, getting right back to the positive, 
the defense at the end, I noticed they was playing super strategy. They burned the timeouts to make sure that the Broncos had to work for their shit, and they stopped them from getting a first down, y'all. Y'all noticed that. They stopped them from getting a first down. They had to punt the ball. You know, that's good. But like I said, back to the offense, I mean, last week it was Latavius Murray. This week, Carr. You know, that was, and I'm on that, and I'm kind of beating a dead horse, but bottom line, he messed that up for us, man. That one play was the messed up. Because the way I see it, we could have gotten 10 and would have beat the damn Broncos. 10 to 9, final score. You know, even though uh, um, um, Seabass missed that one field goal, I couldn't believe that shit. I was sitting there like, what? You know, and, and you had to see the replay. He put his head down because he knew it was going far left. And them kind of them kind of things, like I said, on offense, we can't afford that. Playing against fucking Peyton Manning? Come on, man. You know what I'm saying? I, you know, Chicago Bears, whatever. But just the Broncos, bro. You know, but all I want, man, for, 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 for my birthday or Christmas is to win the damn Patriots and the Broncos. Why they have they two uh, quarterbacks? That's all I want. That's all I want. Just beat their asses. And we seem to fall on that, man. But other than that, man, like I said, that's my take on it. And uh, go Raiders. Later, Raider. The offense had a chance to win this game a few times. Um, I'm telling you, Murray is not the guy. We need a running back that can bruise and at the right times. We're just not getting those first downs in the right places. It's just uh, the offense needs to be more aggressive. You know, Musgrave has got a got a muzzle on these guys. That's what it looks like to me. They want to go and play, but they can't play because they got this dink and dunk. And I don't know, man, but uh, they got to straighten that out on the bye week here. And our next caller from Rhode Island, Rada John's in the house. What's up, man? Rada Greg, what's up? Great at John from Rhode Island. Haven't called in a long time, but still been listening. Oh, man. Uh, heartbreaking loss. And uh, I don't know. We pretty much just gave them an early Christmas gift with that game. I don't I don't think uh, our offense wanted to win at all. I think uh, they might have bet against themselves or something. But what are you going to do? We have great players out there, man. And it's these stupid mistakes that can be fixed. Defense played great. Charlie came through. What are you going to do, man? Sucks. But, you know, hopefully we're going to be turning the corner really soon. And, uh, I, I mean, I'm we were in there. We could have definitely won that game. That's what's so heartbreaking about this loss, you know. It's terrible. But I just have to call and vent. You know how it is. Uh, love the show still, man. And uh, go Raiders. Hang in there, Raider Nation. We'll be back, man. Hang in there. It was an early Christmas present because the defense left their kidney out there and the offense, well, I don't know what they left out there, but it wasn't worth um, this game because this is a game we should have won for sure in our house against these hated rivals, man. I don't get it. Play calling is an issue. Our next caller from Houston, the season ticket holder, Houston Raider Steve. What's up, bro? Raider Nation, this is Houston Raider Steve. This Bronco loss, man, was a tough loss, man. I tell you, my friend uh, 
Mike from Indiana came down, man, and made this a trip and everything. We went out to Chapel of the Chimes, man. Wanted to pay our respects to Al Davis. If you guys come out to Oakland, if you have a chance, go out there and pay respects to the man. Without them, you don't have the Raiders. Man, it was great seeing Charmaine and Greg and Kingsford Kirk and Mike and all the other Jerry and his uh, girlfriend and, of course, Raider Ron at the game. Man, that game was like you getting kicked in the shorts. It was horrible, man. I've never seen Seabass miss two field goals. He missed two field goals. One got The first one got blocked. The other one bounced back. David, uh, Derek Carr threw a pick six. He got hit by Von Miller on another play. Fumbled the ball. Of course, Denver's got the number one defense. So, But it's really tough, man, to see the Raiders give up those points like that, man. One of the uh, friends that uh, stays over here was telling me, he says, you know what, Derek Carr didn't look like he had his rhythm or something going on today or something. He said his, when he tried to put his back foot down before he threw, he was off. And, man, that's made his last field goal. But, man, that was painful to watch, man. It's bad enough that we lose the Broncos, but then you have to put up with all their shit from their, their fans. Before Tebow, you didn't see him. Now, you, of course, you can't get rid of him. Hopefully this will be Peyton's last year. I'm tired of seeing the Raiders lose to these guys, the Denver Donkeys. Anyway, I had a great time seeing Greg and everything, and Charmaine, of course. She's a sweetheart. Greg's a great friend, man. Halftime, saw Greg and everything, and I said, you know, I think we're going to win this game. And he said, you're right, you know, and we're all, you know, high-fiving and all this stuff. Same exact way it went last year. Last year was the same way. The Raiders had the league going at halftime, and they blew it. Man, this is painful, man, but we're always Raider fans, 365, 24-7. And I, I told my friend Mike this. He and I were talking after the game. I said, you know what? How many fans are from other teams would you know would, would make all these arrangements, work extra hours, you know, take time, you know, do whatever they could to save up enough money to come all the way out to Oakland for a team that only won like three or four games last year? How many other teams' fans would do that? That shows you how loyal we are. I think we're the best fans in the NFL. We don't run and hide. Our team, when our team loses, we don't pack up our stuff. When they win, you know, we don't go around talking shit all the time. And like Bronco fans, God, they irritate the hell out of me. Almost bad as Patriot fans. But anyway, it's great seeing everybody at the tailgate. I look forward to seeing you guys. And and uh, if you guys have a chance, come on out to Oakland, man. This might be the last year. And uh, you want to make sure you come out for the tailgate just to see, you know, Greg and Charmaine and everybody because uh, this is what it's all about. The game is like the cherry on the Sunday. I'm out, and we're going to be back sometime, baby. It was great to see you, Steve. You know, flying here from Houston. Haven't season tickets, uh, but if you can hear in his voice what it's like to be at the Coliseum, the the energy, the vibe, the friends. I mean, you just have to go one time. You come back, people remember you. It's a trippy place. Yeah, if you can make it to Oakland, it's probably a good idea you get on there. This team is starting to go places, and if you got any any ambitions of getting a seat here, you better get one soon. Because if this team starts to do what I think it's going to do, you better get your ass in a seat before they're all gonzo. (laughs) Nice call, Steve. All right, here he is, the Raider realist. (laughs) You're feeling real, real bad like me, bro. That's as real as it gets. And it got real real right there in Oakland. What's up, man? Raider Realist here. 
calling in from the East Coast. And this one hurts again. Oh, man, it's hard to just be honest after this one because I wanted it so bad. It's tempting to blame it on a couple of things. The the pick, the the missed field goals, the third down conversion rate, the conservative offensive play calling by Bill Musgrave in the third and fourth quarter. But I think the fact that there's that many options kind of lends itself to we just got beat. Uh, man, it sucks. I can't even form thoughts right now because I'm so upset. I, they came down, and they really deserved this win. I thought, you know, they called it a statement game. They talked about the Raiders trying to make a statement against the Broncos. I'm probably alone in thinking that they did. But uh, I have a lot of confidence in this team going forward after playing a tough game. You know, nation's number one defense in the Broncos and really playing some good football, most of it. Uh, if Janikowski kicks two field goals, we have an extra, you know, we have a overtime game coming down the stretch. And, you know, one was his fault, another one got blocked. And what are you going to do? I, I'm a little up. Uh, where's Latavius Murray, though? I'm looking down my list of things to hit on here, and they didn't address it the entire game. All of a sudden, uh, Alawali was in, and I don't know if he got hurt in the 15 minutes of game that I missed, but yeah, I just, where, where's our running back? Is, is the coaching staff that frustrated with him? Because I didn't see anybody doing much better. Uh, Ray Greg, hopefully by Thursday you can give me an answer because, uh, you know, I'm a little upset. That's it for me, though. You know, just good game. You know, we said it after week one, you know, Ray Greg, you can go back and you said it yourself that you would take competitive games out of this football team this year, and we're getting them. So I'm happy with that at least. You know, look forward to uh, the bye and getting myself back in shape the same way these players do. Yeah, we got beat. We got beat, but we beat ourselves, and that's the worst way to go. You know, if we got beat fair and square, like they just scored, scored, and we didn't score, uh, so be it. But, you know, we had opportunities here to score. We didn't take them. I think the play calling is very pedestrian. It's very, very, very conservative. I don't dig it. Uh, our head coach is known for being conservative, and Musgrave is like, you know, the ultra-conservative play caller. So I'm hoping somebody gets in their ear because this needs to change. We have to unleash the potential out of this offense because I think only then will we truly see what we have. And we did that against um, the Ravens, and we haven't done it since. So I hope we do it more throughout the season. Thanks for the call, bro. I know it's hard to believe, but you best believe this. From Chile, Don the Raider is in the house. What's up, bro? What's up, Raider Nation? Raider Greg, Raider Randy. This is Don Raider down in Chile, South America. Um, first time caller, long time listener. I want to say thank you for everything you guys do. I love this podcast. Look forward to listening to it every week. Um, all right, so the game. Man total bummer have to say our defense definitely took two steps forward today offense have to say we took one step back um we had the game it was there for us to win it i mean janikowski two missed field goals and then 
driving the ball, Carr throws that pick six, total backbreaker. But I hope we look at this as a learning experience. Uh, we're still a young, undeveloped team compared to the Broncos. I mean, that defense is just nasty, so nasty, so fast. Um, couldn't really answer that. Um, after today, though, I have to say, we're a competitive football team. No one can deny that. And it's been a long time since we've we've been able to say that about our team. So, unfortunately, it's a loss. I hate losing to these motherfuckers. God. Brutal. Anyways, love all you guys. Raider Nation, this is Don Raider. I'm out. Peace. I hate losing to these motherfuckers is about the best thing I could say. Because <laughs> we all hate losing to the hoes. They have a good defense, but we, you know, we could beat them. You know, if Jano makes those two field goals or one of those field goals really is a touchdown, which is more my point, Musgrave, we win the game. We're a better football team than that. And when we realize it someday here soon, and, and let me just get on this Latavius Murray again. He can't run. He can't run correctly. He runs too tall. He runs too high up. You know, he's not a running back. We need a true running back to make this work. And I hope they find somebody on the waivers. Thanks for the call, brother from Chile. Freaking amazing. And our next caller is RVA Rada. He's up in the house. What you got, brother? Hey, Raider Greg. This is RVA Raider from Richmond, Virginia. First time caller. Calling him in. Just saying I'm heartbroken right now. That game was one of the more difficult things that I've had to watch. And it just hurts so much to know that not only did Jankowski let us down by missing that field goal, but Derek Carr screwed the pooch too with those two turnovers. I'm just so disappointed, man. You know, Carr holds on to the ball those two times, and we beat the Donkeys. Shout out to the defense. They did an amazing job. Held those donkeys to only nine points. Fucking incredible. But offense, man, you let us down. You got some work to do. All right, I'm out. Offense does have work to do. I think the offensive coordinator's got more work than anybody. Next from Scranton, PA, my good brother, Rada Chris. What's up? Raider Nation. Raider Greg, Raider Randy. It's Raider Chris from Scranton, PA. Well, talking about a flip-flop of the game. Last week, I was blaming it all on defense, defense, and defense. And this week, it's all about the offense, really. Uh, the missed field goals by Janikowski, which surprised the hell out of me. Not going to lie to you. Uh, the offensive line just not living up to their potential. I mean, 39 yards total on the ground, not giving Carr enough time to throw the ball. Uh, the interception by Carr was totally on the wide receiver. If he'd turn around, 
you would maybe have seen the ball, maybe a little bit. I don't know. Uh, just, uh, just a mess on offense, really. Peyton Manning, two interceptions, no touchdowns, and they still win? That's unbelievable. I feel so bad for Charles Wilson because he's out there laying it on the line every week. I give it up to the guy. He definitely right now is our MVP. But, uh, yeah, we're losing these games and we shouldn't be losing them. I said it last week. We need to learn how to finish out games, close out games. Uh, I don't know. This was another, this, this one hurt because I wanted to beat Denver more than anything. I'm like you, Raider Nation. I hate Denver with a fucking passion. But they're not that good. They're not that good. They're very beatable. But just mistakes are haunting us. Mistakes are haunting us. And, uh, you know, I give it up for our defense. They didn't play that bad today. I I shit on them all the time when they play bad, <laughs> Aiden. But, uh, no, they actually didn't play that bad today. So, uh, Another hard loss, two and three. Doesn't sound very good. Just uh, get ready for next week. Raider Nation, I'm not like that fat girl in basketball. Woodson is our MVP, there's no doubt. And let's just hope with this bye week, we work some stuff out and increase this offensive production. Uh, They got to know this in Alameda. They got to know that's got to get better, bro. Let's hope we see it. And next from Kansas City Raider, Dan, up in the house. Raider Gray, Raider Randy. This is Raider Dan from KC. Man, they got to play. They showed my game on TV. Punk-ass Chief Station. But I got to see our Raiders play. I appreciate how the defense played. They played the ass off. DJ Hayden's still a piece of crap. Uh... We should have won that game. Uh, Jano should have made his kicks. Uh, The defense played out on the field. But my problem I got, what the fuck happened to Latavius Murray? Did he, like, get hurt? Because I know on television they didn't really say shit. I didn't know what happened to him. I didn't understand. Yeah, Carr fumbled the ball. But do I blame all that on him? Probably not because I don't understand how you come out with heavy run formations in the first half. and the second half, you come out with fucking five wideouts. Why? I mean, they ain't fucking stopped you. Why would you stop doing it? You know, but I still say six and ten, seven and nine. You know, uh, they play with a lot of heart. Uh, our guys are catching balls and fucking fumbling. Uh, same thing I said about expectations. Some people can't handle it. It just seemed like everybody's asshole got real tight. You know, the car, everybody. You know, everybody got real tight. You know, we playing this great team so tight. Okay, but they, they put on the jock scrap just like everybody else. But with the saying on that, good job, man. We didn't look horrible nationwide. You know, people don't know when they play us, they're going to have to play us for 60 minutes. And that's what I think what every Raider fan wants. They know we coming back and we will be back. Go Raiders. That's exactly right. Every team on our schedule knows now. They got notice that the Raiders, they mean business. 
and they'll give you the freaking business if you're not on your top game. So here we come, man. After bye week, we got some business to handle, and I think we could probably win some games here. Thanks for the call, brother. And our next caller needs no introduction because he is. Money Man has spoken. Raider.
boneheaded interception that Derek Carr constantly throws. He panics in the pocket. He that has not changed. I'm like, he get hit a couple of times and he just wets the bed, wets the bed. The game was ours, man. It was ours to be taken. Why would you just throw the ball on the middle of the field? I don't wear no bullshit about miscommunication. No, you don't make that ass. You don't. You just don't do it. And the end result is another loss. A game we surely could have won easily. Just make plays. The defense came to play. The offense has not. And they be time to go with Matt McClone. It might be. Or even sign my boy. I don't know. We got to do something because it's getting routine and it's beginning to look like, oh, same old fucking Raiders. Well, I agree with you on the defense because they came to play. They played a great game. Woodson is epically great, you know, NFL great. Generally, for the history of the NFL, great. Uh, Derek Carr made a mistake, man. He's our quarterback. they're not getting anybody else. McGloin's not coming in. Carr can do this job. He needs someone to run the damn football, though, because Murray is not the guy. You cannot run the ball with Murray. He's too freaking slow. He's he's in slow motion. His first two steps, shit, my kid could go faster than him. He is too slow off the line. You got to get someone who can go and, and if you're that slow, you better be able to push people over. That's another thing. You know, he stands up too freaking tall, gets pushed backwards. He's going to get hurt, and he's going to lose the football. I don't like the way Murray runs. We got to get a running back, and he's not the guy. Because I think if we had a running back, we'd be better off. And then Clive Wolford better show up. It's time. He's the guy that has to make that tight end appearance. If you can't run the ball, you've got to get the ball to the tight end. That has got to be the thing. And the other thing is, we don't have one of those guys showing up either. So uh, that's what we got to do. Denver's the best defense in the league, bro. We did a good job. I think the team played pretty well. Carr made a mistake. Oh, well, we got to move on. He's our man. And we are not getting Terrell Pryor. (laughs) And I'm glad you didn't say his name. It's bad enough the inference, my man. <laughs> That's so funny. Forget about it. And our next caller from Watford, England. And this ain't cheap. The Bearded Raider. What's up, brother? Raider, Greg, Raider, Randy. This is Bearded Raider from Watford, England again. Uh, I missed last week. I didn't get a chance to make a call. Uh, we seem to be getting a pattern developing here. I'm noticing, though, uh, the game was good. Uh, we showed a lot of heart on defense, even though we're banged up quite a bit. Even old man Woodson, he's still hanging on in there. Two beautiful pickoffs off Manning. Uh, the pattern I'm seeing is starting to come out. Good couple of drives. Uh, and then Musgrave takes us into a, what seems like an ultra-conservative uh, offensive scheme. We seem to be pounding the rock, sort of two, three downs, and then when it comes up short on third down, we go for a pass. Uh, and even to me, it just seems like we're becoming quite predictable. We need to mix and match a little bit. Uh, 
you know, other teams, uh, I know I shouldn't compare us to other teams, but it just seems teams are more prepared to take risks and we just seem to be so conservative. Having said that, very encouraging game still. Not uh, not disappointed. It is disappointing for a loss, obviously, but uh, I can see a lot of good good things developing. There's a lot of uh, things that we need to be encouraged about. Uh, having said that, bearded Raider, over and out. Take care, guys. Raider Nation, loud and proud. I tend to agree with, with the bearded Raider here. When it comes down to improvement in our team and you know, we're moving forward. The offense needs to get some work done this off this uh this bye week. And I, like I said, I've already told you about my complaints on the offense. But in general, uh, the conservative play calling, that can go out the window too. They're going to have to figure it out. They're going to figure it out or they're going to keep losing these games too close. We have an offense that can make it happen. We need to go out there and open it up and see how it works. Because I don't think they're doing that right now, and I think um, I think they can. But this is a new new coaching staff, new offense, so we got to be patient. Got to be a little more patient. And listen to me, we got to be patient. That's funny. Thanks for the call, man. And our next caller, Raider Jesse James from Dallas, Texas. What's up, brother? What's up, Raider Greg? Raider Nation. Hey, Raider Jesse James, Dallas, Texas. Real quick, <clears throat> hey, man, uh, these last couple of games, Raider Nation, as all of you know, have come down to basically the last drive, okay? Now, before the season started, uh, Raider Greg, I thought, and you said it too, all I want from this team is effort. All I want to see is them fighting for it. I'm seeing that, okay? Now... What you're seeing is we can go back and pinpoint literally plays that are being missed or plays that should have not have gone, but it comes down to plays now, all right? And we're not making the big plays that we should. However, I'm still a little excited. I still think we can get seven or eight, um, especially with this bye week. We can adjust to a lot of things that we've been missing out on. Uh, Amari's numbers have decreased. Obviously, we've seen that. Uh, this last game, Janikowski missed. Uh, Musgrave, his play calling was not on par as like it had been before. So, again, there's things that we can work out. But when's the last time we competed for, uh, you know, possibly, uh, you know, taking out the Bronco holes, you know, being in second place in the AFC? I mean, when's the last time we did that? And not even halfway through the season. It's been a long time, man. It's growing pains, greater nation, but I really believe that from all this, hopefully we will adapt and learn and grow. Um, it sucks. Would, would a W been better? Hell yeah, of course. You know, we, we could be 4-1 and one right now, honestly, but it's little things that we're missing that I hope we're catching on to down the road, which will make us a better team. Just, I'm not saying that, you know, we're awesome in this and that. No, but I think we're definitely still in the up direction. And with the right play calling and the right play making, we can definitely turn this thing around quicker than sooner, but we need this ASAP. So I want to say, y'all stay safe out there, Raider Nation. Totally agree with what you say, brother, because it's what we've all wanted is a competitive team. And now you know any game, and so does the opponent, by the way, any game we could rise up 
and kick their ass. And that's a nice thing to know. Uh, let's just hope they fix all this stuff on the on the bye week, like who the running back's going to be. Because uh, Murray, Murray's disappearing, man. And our next caller, a total blast from the past. Very cool, knowledgeable, good Raider fan, good guy. Double X Raiders in the house. What's up, brother? Raider Randy, Raider Greg, Raider Nation. It's the Double X Raider. How my fellas doing? And I was listening to the podcast, as always. You know, I've been MIA on the call line, but I've been definitely paying attention. I got to say that our Raiders are on the way up. We let two slip away. You know, I'm trying to remain patient, which I am, because I can see the improvement. Our defense, well, the front four are okay, but we all know how that secondary is playing right now. Uh, without C. Wood balling at 39, uh, I would hate to say we would probably be 0 and 4. But uh, he's doing well for an old man. <laughs> but uh, our cornerback play has got, got to improve. Even the safety play has got to improve. I'm final. I'm glad they finally took Lofton out of the last game. Well, not out of the game, but repositioned him because he cannot cover anyone. The guy is too big, man. He's, he's decent on tackles, but, you know, there's a reason why the Saints let him go, and I think we're seeing that now. Uh, the first time I saw him, they had, a, they had a view from behind, man. I thought he was a DT. <laughs> But he's a linebacker, so that should tell you everything you need to know about his play. The dude cannot cannot cover. He's just too big, man. He's just too big. Uh, I'm not saying he can't help, but he can't play that middle linebacker position, and we can't expect him to cover tight ends. As you notice, the last game, he wasn't covering tight ends, and we, I will say, let's, we shut down the tight end. We prevented any big plays. So I think the coaches picked up on that. I made the switch. That was positive. I think our, our game plans are fairly decent. I, lead, I, like, I would like to see a little more aggressive play in the second half, not slowing the game down, and I think that's, that's hurting us. We need to keep the up-tempo. I think that fits Carr. It fits the wide receivers. We've got to figure out a way to get the wide receivers open more because the last two games, Cooper's been MIA. I know they've been double-covering him, but there are plays to get wide receivers that are double-covered out of the out of that coverage. Also, I think using Cooper on the kickoff returns or punt returns is not a good idea. We don't. We always got to go back to Tim Brown and what happened to him. I hate to have Cooper lose some of his quickness from an injury playing that position. We got to find somebody that's halfway decent. Uh, at least get to the twenty. If you can't get to twenty, let it bounce in the end zone, man, and let's, let's get that spot. But other than that, brothers, everything's going well. I'm gonna try to catch a rate again this year. I love listening to the podcast, and I try to share it with all my Raider friends that I come across. But keep doing the podcast, man. You guys are awesome. And it's the Double X Raider. It is great to hear from you, man. Great takes all. Uh, yeah, I, I totally, when Lofton was pulled out of the game, Neuron Ball was in there. What a difference. He's smaller, but he still tackles like a beast, and he's so much faster. He can cover that tight end. It's it's amazing difference that that little change made in this defense. I see a lot of positive there on the D. We need to see some improvement on the offense. I think our tight end, Clive Walford, 
Uh, we got to get the tight ends more in the mix, man. I'm not seeing a lot of tight end play. We should be using these guys way more than just for blocking. So let's hope that happens after the bye week. Love to hear your call, bro. Thanks for calling, man. And next, from Bakersfield, our good brother, Raider Jaime's in the house. What's up, man? What's up, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Nation? This is Raider Jaime coming out of Bakersfield. Hey, I'm glad to hear you're up and about and a little more um, upbeat. But anyways, this defense deserved this win, man. We had these donkey hoes, bro. But anyways, man, I, I'm looking forward to the next game. We, we could only get better, man. And I, I'm staying positive because you know what? I mean, shit. Two fucking field goals, man, bro. <laughs> and an interception, man. That, that's the difference in this game. We fucking were dominant on defense today. Or yesterday, I should say. But anyways, look for this team to get better. And that, that's all I see, Ray DeGreg, is this team getting better. And hopefully we'll we'll limit those mistakes, man. Because that's what's kind of killing us right now, is mistakes, you know? But anyways, man, you guys stay strong, stay proud, stay true. I'm out. Yeah, I, I totally agree that we are moving positive. This is a heartbreaker, though. You know it was a heartbreaker. We could have won this game. We have the talent to win these games. We got to break through that shit somehow. To get the W, this was a tough loss, especially when the defense played their ass off. Damn, this was tough. Thanks for the call, bro. And next from East Los Angeles, my good brother, Raider Chuco's in the house. What's up, man? Hey, what's up, Raider Greg, Raider Randy? This is your boy Raider Chuco from Insta Lake, California. Hey, bro, that game, that game yesterday was fucking awesome, bro. That fucking game was fucking off the hook. I don't care. We lost. Yes, we did lost. But now I'm a fucking mind. I thought we were going to be that fucking competitive. I'm so fucking happy that we almost, by one poor fuck up, we lost the game. But we didn't lose the game because we were such a fucking idiot. And the defense and the offense, we can score. We lost the game because our quarterback fucked up. And I take that against the Broncos Holes right now. I'll take that because last year, we were getting fucking blown the fuck out by the Rams, the fucking Broncos Holes. Fuck that. I take this fucking loss. I'll take it. I'm, not, I'm happy that we were competitive. I'm not happy that we lost, but I never fucking expect it was going to be this fucking close. So I'm a happy camper. I'm happy overall. And to all the Raider Nation fans out there, brothers, I know you guys are going to be like, oh, fucking they call out the game. And money, money has spoken Raider. He's going to be the big one. Fucking yeah. I told you. I told you so. Ready, Greg. Ready, Randy. I told you. Derek Carr. Put Terrell Pyre. Fuck that. Funny man, Raider. Fuck that. That guy's a shit. He's just a baby. He's 24 years old. Man, fucking second year playing against big dogs. He played against fucking top-notch defense, bro. The best in the NFL. He fucking scored touchdowns. Man, he fucking scored no touchdowns, bro. Yes, we didn't look pretty, but we were beautiful, bro. We were beautiful. No, all backwards, whatever you want to call it. 
We were fucking awesome. I'm fucking happy for my team. I don't care, bro. I see people in the streets. Hey, you already done? Yes, I'm already fan. Man, you guys lost. But that was a fucking badass game. Fucking yeah, it was. It was a fucking badass game. Fuck yeah. Go ready, nation. I love you already for life. And I'm using San Diego, brother. Hope to see you there. You can finally meet ready. Chuko from Mr. Lake, brother. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you guys later. The day you stop. That is my high-energy brother from East L.A. I love this guy. Uh, yes, I agree, man. Leaps and bounds are we getting punked every week or every other day, every other week. Uh, the Raiders are competitive. I dig that, too. And the Broncos, like I said, man, they went home and took ice baths because they were in a fight, bro. And they're going to see another one when we go there and do it again. Uh, it's going to be a bloodbath. It always is. I look forward to some improvement on this offense. Hopefully, uh, we can go down to San Diego and let them have a big dose of Derek Carr and Cooper and Crab and the whole nine yards, man. We got to go down there and get the W, bro. Thanks for the call. Our next caller, the Dirty Jersey Raider. <laughs> I love it, bro. What's up? Operator Craig, Dirty Jersey Raider here. Uh, man, where do I start? First of all, I liked our offense a lot. You know, considering it's a number one D, we didn't use Murray. You know, I don't know why, if he's injured or being punished, so to speak, from the Bears game, whatever. But, hey, man, Reese, Reese was good. He filled in great. Carr was great against that D, number one D, you know, except that one pick six, you know, the pick six heard around the world, that cost us the game. Three minutes left in the fourth, that's it. You know, Seabass missed two field goals, one was blocked, but those were those were big. We needed those. I mean, we could have been up 15-9, and nine, and we were in field goal range with three minutes on the clock in the fourth. You know, no-brainer. Kick it again. 18-9, game over. But we did the opposite of what we did last week. We threw it. And, uh, man, I don't even want to think about it. Uh, you know, it came down to one play. That one play decided the game, that pick six. You know, we shut Peyton down like I knew we were going to. It was a new alarm, you know. Our D looked good, and our O looked good. So, I mean, we lost, but ultimately you got to like what our team did. You know, we, we fought like you've been preaching. We had to fight, 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 and that's what we did all game. It's just unfortunate one play had to, you know, decide the game. Uh, that's all I've got to say about that. Dirty Jersey Raider, out. I think our defense played excellent. I think our offense, you know, took the day off. I don't think they – I think they played okay. But uh, Murray's runs were weak. He was standing up. I'm telling you, something's wrong with him. I don't know, maybe his head. I don't know why we didn't use more of Halu or Taiwan Jones. Somebody. Uh, we need a running game for sure. And our tight ends, like I said, we need a tight end. 
So our offense needs a lot of work. Our defense is starting to solidify a lot. Um, I like the D, how it's starting to turn out. But the offense, man, they're going to have to get some ways to get Cooper open. They're going to have to open up some lanes for some tight end runs. Something has to happen in the running game for us to be real competitive. But, hey, you know, we play good football. I'll take it. And our next caller is Raider Malik from Tucson. What's up, brother? Hello, Raider Greg, Raider Randy. This is Raider Malik from Tucson calling uh, after the Broncos game and right at the bye week. I just wanted to comment on a couple things. Uh, First of all, uh, the loss of the Bears was devastating. Um, Loss of the Broncos, devastating. This team needs to learn to take advantage when they have an opportunity to win the game. I understand it's a learning process. Jack Del Rio sees that as a positive, that they're getting these situations where they are learning these things, where they're having a chance to understand what it takes to, to put a team away. I get all of that, but it just seems like there's too many instances in the games when they have opportunities and they seem to do something they shouldn't be doing. For instance, in Chicago, when they had the uh, the center who went out and had some rookie center, instead of actually putting pressure on the line and, and calling blitzes left and right, they decided to stick with that four-man front, which did nothing for Jay Cutler. They made Jay Cutler look like Joe Montana, for God's sake. That's unacceptable. Uh, Jack Del Rio and Ken Norton Jr. need to be smarter than that. Also, in the Broncos game, um, I feel that the offense – when, when they get a chance to step on somebody's throat, they got to do that. They can't be conservative and try to settle for a field goal when they're within field goal range. They got to be trying to get a touchdown. You got to keep going until you just can't go any further. And it seems like they they settle a lot when they have a chance to get three points on the board. They don't even take any risks. They just sort of just go for the three the three points and see what happens. And as you saw, Janikowski, bad day, and I feel like that cost us big time. Might have cost us the game. Um, first time, Battle Hall of Famer, guaranteed, Charles Woodson, dominating. Uh, the guy was everywhere, making big plays, you know, playing with that hurt shoulder. Uh, he's showing his grit. you got to love that, man. Um, defense played pretty well, actually, in, in the Broncos game. They kept him to 16 points. Granted that uh, Peyton Manning really isn't that great this year, but still, it's the Broncos. It's a hated rival. We'll take that. Uh, they, they, the defense definitely stepped up. Problem was the offense. The offense was getting stagnant, and like, as I said before, Musgrave wasn't taking a lot of risks. Seemed like he was getting a little conservative. Uh, I understand that Amari Cooper is getting double teamed. That's what I'm, I'm being told. But you got to get the guy the ball, man. I mean, it's like he's not even on the field. Um, Streeter, uh, not Streeter, um, Crabtree, good receiver, uh, makes some good catches. He's been getting open, but they got to find ways to get Cooper the ball. You know, and that's not returning kickoffs or anything. They got to get him the ball. Um, I feel that the, the loss of Taiwan Jones after the team, I feel like he would have been pretty good in that game. But um, they just got to keep their head up. You know, we're going to the bye week. Uh, we are 2-3. and three. Um, We just got to come back and win this next game. We got to show up. And uh, I just wanted to say that. And, uh, yeah, we're looking good. You know, I'll take the two wins. I'm not going to cry about it. I'm a little disappointed that they should be – they should have four wins to tell the truth. And they just can't keep stay, taking steps back. They got to step forward. And that pick six from Carr, I don't really care about that. That was, you know, that that stuffings, that didn't lose in the game, just in case anybody was thinking that. So, whatever. But um, 
Go Raiders and uh, Raider Nation. I'm glad you're saying it too. The conservative play calling and the ability to just go in there and settle for a field goal and not even take a shot at the end zone. They're not even trying to throw to the end zone. I don't understand that at all. You know, we got these weapons to use. Uh, let's use some tight ends. I just think that the, the offense is being smothered by Mushgrave right now. He better change his shit up, man, because uh, he needs to open some stuff up so that we can start making some plays and going for the end zone, at least trying, uh, settling for these field goals is going to be that. We're going to be three-point losers in the fourth quarter all season if that's how we play. Love the love the call, bro. And our last caller is Raider916 from Sacramento, California. What's up, brother? Hey, Raider Nation. This is Raider916 from Sacramento, California. Calling in after the Broncos game. It's a close one. Wish we could have won it. I am happy, though, how close we were in the game. Um, we got blown out the last who knows how many times against them. And to see Peyton actually staying in the game instead of being benched in the third quarter to bring in the second stringer was good. There still was some mistakes that were made, but overall, I think the play was good. The defense was pretty good. Naren Ball stepping up, covering those tight ends. How about that? We finally are getting some tight end coverage. The snap count has went up dramatically because he obviously has displayed his ability to do that. So I'm just hoping that we can get some rest in the bye, work on some things, come back out, and beat the Chargers. Last year, both games against the Chargers are really close, so I'm hoping this year with the new coaching staff and the way the team is playing better and finally maybe learning how to win that we can pull this one off. Chargers play the Packers this weekend, so that should be a loss guaranteed. Hopefully they can come into playing us with having a little bit worse of a record as far as the losses go. We can hold that second-place position, beating them. Well, Raider Nation... Let's just keep kicking ass. Raider 916. Yeah, Neuron Ball was the man in this game, and I think he'll be the man for the rest of the season in that position. I like that switch up. It was good to meet, bring Malcolm Smith to the middle. Very smart on those packages. Now, the next game is a division freaking rival. And that, I understand, is very important. And I want to thank you for the phone call, brother. Uh, thank you for listening to our show. Like the 916 Raider was saying, we got to go to San Diego and handle our business. It's division time. We got to beat these chargeless, nutless, boltless chargers or dead batteries. Sending a message that we're not going away. And that, Denver, we're coming to get you in your own house. And that's what I want to see from this team. I want to see some real offensive movement. Our winning games, we won. We've been way more aggressive, way more up-tempo. And I'm wondering where that offense went. Are they putting in more plays? Are they changing things around? Whatever they're doing, knock that shit off. we got to go back to the up-tempo offense. People moving, things happening. And it seems like the these guys' feet are stuck in molasses last few games on the offensive side of the ball. Let's fix this running game and get Clyde Wolford involved in that tight end position. 
I know we can beat these Chargers, man, especially in South Oakland, because I know the nation's going to show up freaking huge. Get your ass in the seat in San Diego. I wish I could go, because I know it gets down, and it's fun to go to a game there. Get to it if you can. Anyway, until next week, when we handle these dead batteries, I am Raider Greg, and I am out.